thanks everybody for being here on this gray Friday morning. <laughs> um, so happy that you all have um, offered to either present and or participate. Uh, students, uh, we're just thrilled to see you. We know it's a vacation day for you technically. Uh, Monday was a vacation day and today is. So um, just the fact that you're here, um, you know, says a lot about who you are and, um, you know, what you're looking to learn, we'll find out during the meeting. Um, Mrs. Coheen and I encourage you to ask questions. You can do that out loud um, or you can use the chat feature and either send your question to Mrs. Coheen or to me privately, or you can use the chat feature and send your question to everyone. Um, and certainly if you wanna show your faces, we'd love to see them. Um, it's great to see any faces these days, uh, though we're not in person. Um, what do we say? We're together apart um, and just to see each other makes us smile and happy. So, um, but no pressure to do that either. We just want you here comfortable and um, engaged in what we're gonna be talking about today. So Kathleen, do you wanna add anything? Um, just wanted to say that that um, um, the alumni, if you want to chat amongst yourselves, um, you don't have to wait for us to formally ask a question. Um, and Dr. Lizotte and I are going to be um, ask, posing questions um, in the instance if, if kids aren't, aren't asking questions, we might do follow up, things like that. Um, the students that are on, if, if you would like to um, you know, turn your audio on, you can certainly sh um, shout out a question as well. Um, but um, really, we've had the best conversations when um, we've had the, the video on and alumni are interacting directly with the students. So I know that, that some people are shy about that, um, but those have been the best conversations that we've had. So, um, you know, this is, this is for you. It's for the students. We put this together for the students. The alumni are here for you. Um, and this is really um, your hour to ask questions and learn in a fun way. That's right. So Julie, do you want to start? And then alum, you can just um, raise your hand when you're ready to share next. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, life after high school, maybe even life in high school, um, <laughs> some points that you think would be um, important for our students to hear. And then we'll just engage in conversation after the introductions are over. Sure, of course. Um, so my name is Julia Noyes, and thank you for having me here. You know, I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, so I graduated from Shrewsbury High um, six years ago, so 2014. So it seems like it's been a really long time, but it really hasn't. Um, so it's been, it's been six years. Um, right after high school, I uh, attended uh, Bentley University, and I went there for business. So I knew from the start, you know, even in high school, I always knew what I wanted to do after. So um, I graduated from Bentley in 2018 and decided that I wanted to start working, but then also pursue a graduate degree. So uh, right after completing my undergrad, and um, I actually got accepted at Boston College. And currently I attend part-time, uh, I'm in the economics program uh, and attend part-time and, you know, while working full-time. So right after um, I graduated from Bentley, I, of course, I had to find a job. And that's always stressful, right? Because you're starting uh, life after college. And um, I started working at a software company outside of Boston uh, called Dassault System. 
and that was fun. It was a French company. It was, um, you know, really culturally influenced by the French. It was a lot of, um, I learned a lot, a lot of different experiences, a lot of, um, I met a lot of different people and I really loved it. Um, however, after a little bit over a year, I decided to move back from Boston and, um, you know, kind of settle in the central Massachusetts area. Um, so um, I decided to look for another job um, as an analyst. Oh, I didn't say that before. So currently I work as an analyst, business analyst. And, um, you know, I was looking for a good fit for a career that I would really, for a company that I would want to stay with for a long time. And I actually got the opportunity to work for TJX companies in Framingham. And currently I work there as an analyst as well. And it's a, technically my position is a talent analyst, which, you know, in high school, I would not even know that this exists but it does and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, I learn things, new things every day. Um, so honestly, six years ago, I would not think I would be doing what I'm doing right now, but I'm really enjoying it. And um, you know, I'm glad that I, I have this opportunity today to share this with you. So thank you for having me. <laughs> Can you describe what a ta talent analyst is for TJX? Cause I think of TJX as being a clothing store. <laughs> Yes, so uh, so TJX, it is a clothing store, right? But it's a huge company. Uh, we have about 270,000 employees, including corporate as well as, you know, people working in stores. So as a talent analyst, I basically take, um, you know, so it's a part of HR department. So I look at career movements of professionals working within HR and then also analyze um, who are the people, you know, who are the key backup positions for the next president, for the next, um, you know, vice president, you know, the positions that have to be filled. And then also who is that for the next promotion when it comes to, you know, their performance, um, you know, um, how they're doing, whether they're ready for the next step. So it's fun. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> who wants to go next? Um, I can go next. So my name is Joan T. I also graduated in 2014 with Julie. Um, after that, I went to McGill in Montreal because it was the cheapest option for me. And I studied information systems um, as my major and I had a minor in entrepreneurship. And then after graduating in 2018, I had a three month period where I lived with my parents and then I left for Peace Corps. And I lived in Colombia for two years. Um, and while I was there, I worked in community economic development. So it was a lot of, a lot of everything, um, mostly focused on developing um, local businesses, teaching financial literacy classes, like how to save money, very basic uh, monetary uh, decision stuff and um, developing a business. And then we were all evacuated due to the coronavirus in March. So I've been home for a month and I've just been looking for a job uh, since then. <laughs> so that is my experience in business. Yeah. Thank you, Domiti. Who's next? <laughs> Hi, Camilo. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Juliard. I graduated from Shrewsbury in um, 11, so about nine years ago. Uh, hard to believe it. <laughs> um, after Shrewsbury, I went to Cornell. I went there for medicine, uh, did the whole bio, biology, chemistry, physics, uh, teaching and volunteering. Got into a couple schools. Um, at the end of it, decided I'd be kind of marrying a hospital and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to 
have more control over my life. And at, at my core, I always knew I was like a numbers person, more into the finance part, but I didn't know I was until I took a couple of courses in my last semester in college that kind of uh, convinced me that that was a better path. Um, so I went into this uh, scheme. Um, uh, they call it a graduate scheme where you kind of spend six months at a site in a different function. So the industry was in aerospace defense. So I worked in Iowa, upstate, uh, um, upstate New York by Niagara Falls. I went to Denver and then I went to DC. I, I spent uh, six months, four months, 10 months and eight that turned into a, a full year and a half full time. And then um, so I worked in uh, operations, finance, FP&A, and strategy, corporate strategy. And then I got headhunted by a company in Boston that does uh, where I work now, buy side advisory for, um, uh, um, for, uh, for mostly family offices and uh, private equity firms. So I've worked with pretty much every big bulge bracket investment bank and some smaller banks, I think Goldman, uh, JP, and then some smaller one, Huntsman Family. And, equity um, spent a lot of time traveling and wearing a suit but you know all that stuff the past couple weeks I've been at home in home clothes and I like that I guess yeah. but I'm starting to kind of get antsy and I want to get back out there but obviously it's not safe um, I've also accepted an offer to go to, to the um, Wharton school for to pursue an MBA this this fall which I'm hoping <clears throat> will be in person but I'm I kind of wary of it'll probably go virtual honestly so Julia, can you tell us a little bit more about the why you traveled to all those different places in between? Was it for a job? Was it for a class? Were you oh, yeah. volunteering? Uh, so the uh, scheme at my company, Cobham, the first company, again, it was um, it was part. It, um, that's how the, that's how that job ran. So they would place you six months at one site. You'd get exposure to the business, and then after your term, you're based off of your performance and interest, you could apply to a different site in a different function. So I always wanted to focus on finance and it just so happened that the, the, that the sites that uh, at the end of my, my terms that were open happened to be all over the country. So I went for it. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Yep. Okay. Hi, um, my name is Ethan. Um, I graduated in 2009, which is like eight ages ago. <laughs> Um, and I went to Williams College after graduating, um, so it's a small liberal arts school in the corner of Massachusetts, New York, and Vermont, um, and so I went there and I wanted to be a professor uh, while I was at school. I majored in biology and psychology and did a lot of research, much like Juilliard. I considered med school for a little bit, um, but I ultimately decided I just didn't think science was the exact route that I wanted to go down. Um, I made a decision in my senior year of college to um, pivot into the business world. So made a bit of a switch there. Um, and after I graduated, I went into an industry called consulting, um, which is essentially, I had no idea what this was until literally like my junior year of college. Um, it's basically, uh, companies that help other companies um, solve problems or figure out what their company strategies or goals are in the future or help them reorganize their company. Um, so it was a really good opportunity for me because I, I didn't have any business experience before entering the working world. 
um, because I was a science and psychology undergrad. Um, so it was kind of like a crash course in understanding um, different businesses, different parts of the business. Um, I worked across a lot of different industries. Um, I worked in software, I worked in healthcare, um, I worked uh, even internationally. I went to Qatar for about two months. Um, so it was really exciting to just be able to essentially extend my education and get to learn a lot of things um, hands-on. Um, so I did that for about five years. Um, and I decided at that point, um, I didn't want to be in consulting long-term and I was looking for a career transition. Um, so I also went back to school. Um, I'm currently at Wharton uh, getting my MBA, which is where Juilliard connected me to um, this current session um, because he reached out and we had chatted about it. And I'm finishing up uh, my degree. It's a two-year degree. Um, and after school, I'm going to be going into the healthcare industry on the business side. Um, so kind of still interest, was still interested in healthcare and all the implications, um, but instead of looking at it from like the science or medical side, actually looking at it from the business angle. Um, so I forgot to say where I lived. I lived in Boston for four years after I graduated college, and then I lived in New York for a year, and now I'm in Philadelphia, uh, finishing up classes, doing them through Zoom, just like I'm sure you guys are, um, and then hopefully moving back to New York after I graduate. Thanks so much, Chen, and all of you. Um, we have our first question. Um, thanks, Laura, for posing it. Um, Laura is looking to know what the best high school path for a business major looks like. And I think that includes um, courses and activities in which you engage, internships. Um, I don't know who wants to start the answer, but this will be a, a good conversation. So thanks, Laura. Um, can I actually start? Um, so I remember back at Shrewsbury High School, I'm not quite sure whether that's still the case today, uh, but I remember senior year of high school, of course, um, you know, I was able to take a couple of APs, which really helped, um, you know, in college because then I didn't have to take those classes. But then also uh, Shrewsbury High School used to offer uh, virtual classes that you could take online. And I'm not, is that still the case? Yes. Uh, yes, so I took international business um, as a part of my elective, you know, kind of in preparation for going to business school, just because I knew already, you know, I was preparing for that and that's what I wanted to do. And so I feel like that's a really good option to kind of see whether this is what you want to do, you know. And I went to Bentley and that's a really typical business school, you know, so I really had to know ahead of time do I want to do this or not, right? Because um, they didn't really offer a lot of majors. They did offer different, like, second majors. Uh, but I knew I had to know even before graduating high school that this is what I wanted to do because if I picked a different path, I would have to transfer schools. So I feel like kind of getting an internship uh, or even, you know, using the opportunity that Shrewsbury gives you to kind of explore and make sure that this is what you want to go into. Good suggestion. Anyone want to um, take the question, <laughs> add yeah, to sure. it? Um, I'll jump in here. So I think in terms of just any kind of major, I think 
beyond high school. I, I, I'd be more of, I, I take more of the view that you transform more in college, if not after, than in high school, I think. So I think that the vast majority of people that I've worked with in my professional um, life, and I think my, my friends and colleagues um, from high school and college and working, I think that when, when you think about what you're, what you're doing in high school, I think it's in hindsight, something more exploratory rather than like locking into anything. But in that sense, I'm not saying like, try, like don't lock into one thing. I think that for, 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 for uh, me in hindsight, when I was in high school and, and, and my, you know, the, the bulk of my college career, I was so focused on one path and one path only. So I took my, all of my coursework, all of my, all of my experiences beyond the classroom were just devoted to medicine. And, and I just didn't know anything else because I didn't have the exposure to it. And I didn't think it was worth my time. And I really wish I had done that. I, I wish I had more of an open mind when I was in high school and college, especially because, well, actually, so that's also something too, right? Because if I had a different mindset, I wouldn't be where I am now. So I'm, it's, it's kind of, I think, hard to say um, for me to, to answer like best high school path. I think that there isn't really a path. It's more of like, I, I'm more of a proponent of broad exposure to a variety of things. And then you kind of concentrate on what you end up liking naturally. And you tend to gravitate towards that. And I think the more you experience, the more you uh, get your feet wet, that kind of thing, you'll have a better sense. And then when you're in college, when, you, when it's time to, to pick where you want to go or, or what you want to do, I think the fact that you've already tried that you, you've been in, you know, in that industry and in that experience, you've done internships, you've talked to people who work in that industry, you have a better, you have more information and can make a better kind of informed choice. And that also means that if you pick something, it doesn't mean you're locked into it. I think for me, for example, I was, you know, medicine and now I'm in aerospace defense. I went, I, I go to, um, prior to COVID, I'd go to the West Coast, I'd go to the Pentagon, I'd go to, to Manhattan a lot, I'd meet with clients a lot. And if I had been, you know, gone on, on the medical track, I would be at a hospital. So it's kind of, I don't think there's a path, but just broad exposure is my answer. Great points. Thanks so much. Domiti or Ichan? Um, I kind of agree with what people have said. I would um, add for the trajectory I think it would be a great idea to um, try diverse like internships because you can kind of afford to be unpaid when you're in your first two years of university. Oh. Sorry, Domiti. Can you? No, it's okay. There we go. Can you hear me now? Hello. I think the Wi-Fi's connection is not strong. Oh, okay. She okay. said she's having issues with the internet and she's gonna leave and join again. So Chen, you're on. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know anything about getting a business major. My school didn't have any um, opportunities for that because I went to a liberal arts college. Um, but I, I definitely will echo what Juilliard said. I think, um, if you know you want to do business and you're very sure about it and like Julie, you've done a lot of like research during high school about it, I think definitely like go explore that path. If you're still unsure and you want to explore different things, I think business is an area that people can get into at various different stages in their lifetime and with 
in different degrees for different reasons. Um, like in my um, MBA, which is a master's of business administration um, class amongst my classmates, there are people that used to be doctors. They graduated from medical school. They graduated from their physician training. They're like full-fledged doctors and they're coming back to get a business degree because they want to transition into business. Um, there are people that we have someone in the class below me that was um, on the U.S. Um, women's national soccer team, and now she's coming back to business school. So it, it's one of those things where you can decide to go into business later on in life and you don't have to make a decision now. Um, that being said, if you do decide now that business is the right path for you, you definitely have a leg up. So that's great. Um, but it's, it's not something that is as restrictive, I would say, as some other paths in life. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much. Jamati, you want to try again? Um, sure. Are we still on the same question? <laughs> and can you guys hear me? Same question. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, uh, I think that trying to get a, um, a very diverse, like, a series of internships when you're young and you can afford it and you can afford to like be unpaid is important um, because if you know that you want to go into business you're going to need a lot of different experiences to understand how business works in general so like for example this is just obviously but like I worked at Duncan's in high school and afterwards I worked for a really small startup and then after that I worked in a really big company and all those experiences had stuff that I hated and loved about each of them but I understand a lot more about how business in general works um, and you're going to need to not just stick to one specific part of business if you want to be a good business person we'll say i know that was very vague but <laughs> can you say a little bit more about when you had these internships if it was um high school or college yeah so, so um the summer right before going into university i had an internship of the quarter nine chamber of commerce and I just basically helped with the events and like, you know, name tags and stuff. It was like very normal entry level unpaid internship stuff, but it was really interesting because I understood how important networking was. Then the year after that, I worked for my mom and she is an artist who like made her own business and she had no business training. So the stuff that even I had learned after one year of business school was really essential to helping her understand how to like manage a business. And then after that, I worked in a really big business as um, in my in my major. So like I was doing some coding for them and it was much bigger. Like the average age of the employees was like 60 plus. Um, it was like 2000 people. So it was a very different like office job that I had never experienced before, but still gave me an important experience. We have some student questions coming in. Um, one student is asking, is there a certain area in the business world that is, oh, I, sorry, before that one. <laughs> um, nope, that's it. Is there a certain area in the business world that is up and coming? Something that students might want to explore. Um, I definitely, and maybe I'm biased here, um, I definitely think analytics. <laughs> if you have experience in analytics, you will be paid really, really well. And um, as long as you have a mind for numbers and um, you actually, you know, you enjoy doing this, uh, you, your job will be guaranteed. And I'm, I'm saying this because I work in the HR department of a large company. 
but then also I do analytics. Um, and I feel like a lot of businesses are currently struggling to find people that are good at it and that can use data that's, um, that's good data because there are a huge, there's a huge difference between bad data and good data, right? Um, and basically, a lot of times now, um, it's really important, it's crucial for businesses to make decisions based on good data. And um, I know um, even before I got hired into my position, um, you know, they really, when it comes to the interview process, they're looking for people that can do both, you know, they want people that um, inter they can interact with teams really well, but then also um, you know, do some work with numbers and it doesn't have to be old fashioned Excel. You know, I, it can be different things, but I feel like it's really, really important. Um, you know, if you know analytics, you'll definitely get a job anywhere. You can work in, like I worked in, at a, for a software company before, right? Now I work for a retail company, you know, but all those businesses need people uh, that are analytical, that can provide the leaders with data and provide them with solutions and kind of, um, lead them, you know, to the answers they need to make in order to make the business successful. So maybe I'm biased, uh, but I feel like that's a really good career to go into. I have no regrets of uh, pursuing this. Um, and I knew from the beginning that I was going to go into business. I just wasn't quite sure what form, it, you know, this is going to, this is going to take. Um, but honestly, um, I feel like if you're, if you're thinking about analytics, I feel like it's definitely worth explore, exploring further. Analytics, like, would you call that um, working with data? Yes, definitely. Yes. So working with data, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be coding. Um, it can. It really depends whether you're looking towards, like, analyzing, you know, being an um, data analyst or being uh, more of a business analyst. Uh, so the skills will vary. But I definitely think if you can work with data, um, if you can even get some exposure to it in college and take some classes that, you know, will allow you to kind of like go through and um, practice. I mean, it is about practice. College, I view college now as practice for my job in a way. Um, so I feel like it's definitely something that um, is, is a safe bet you know, to go on to when you're, when you're thinking about a business school. Thank you, Julia. Anybody want to add to that? No, I can jump in. Um, so I think in terms of business, in the business world up and coming, I think one glaring one, I think is, I think uh, I'm not the best person to probably eat, uh, eat um, uh, Etienne is the best person to speak on this. They're a better person, but healthcare, I think, in the sense of just how how far and how deep and how long COVID's impacted our economy. I'm, I'm thinking it's a shock to the system, and I think going forward, I think it's it's very apparent that things need to be improved. Um, be it um, drug discovery in terms of that life cycle to 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 find and mass produce and distribute a vaccine. I'm thinking. I think it's like next year in the spring is like. Some reasonable time if not farther out um, and in terms of um, so there's that and I think one other one for me I think is um, automation in terms of in the, um, so automation in the sense of uh, the manufacturing realm so me being in um, aerospace defense we think of the, we think of the industry in terms of what's called a um, supply chain so if we think of like um, uh, an um, air something that you ride on and go from Boston to like the West Coast, right? There's 
thousands and thousands of parts and e like there's even more more and more like nuts bolts screws panels and the engineering behind it the the, the insurance to cook to think about the flights the operations the people the manpower when you build an airplane the cycle for that usually takes about uh, 18 months from the point at which you um, start to buy all the materials like the the the, sh the sheets of metal the rubber all of the small tooling and you have to think about how you get people in and you build it at one site you have to have people working on those parts to transform them to screw it together and it's a very long and arduous process and probably in like six months you'll have built like a wing or like a piece of an airplane and then when you get all the parts together near the end you have to make sure that that they fit and that's a very long and arduous process but now in terms of the industry some of the companies that we've worked with have kind of taken out the human part of the equation as much as they can without you know um, the um, the quality of the product going down and what that does is it allows you to build business up to scale to build parts at a faster rate and take more inputs and output more with a higher rate of success meaning like the parts that you bring together and combine some of them will fail um, and part of that is human error to some extent but when you automate those um, those parts of the process you eliminate or you there's there there there's always a chance of things you know not going as planned but if it becomes more of an objective fault meaning it's part of the coding or there's you know it's something that can be fixed on the spot um, that's a lot more valuable going forward. And I think when you think of automation as well, it's, it's kind of going back to the thinking about how um, the process is run. We think about it also in terms of what points can we improve and what technology do we have that could allow us to improve the process. And if we don't have technology now, what do we need to invest in and think about to, to, to make that reality? So, um, and I think that also doesn't judge us to aerospace defense, but every industry that involves a process which involves buying smaller parts that you, you know, transform to make some product that's, that can be purchased or even sold um, uh, elsewhere. So, Thank you, Juilliard. Anyone want to add to that? I can add a little bit. Um, I, I think in terms of business areas that are up and coming, I think it's good to think about them in probably like two categories. So you want to think about like, what is like a skill that I want to, I want to get. So analytics is a really good skill. I totally agree. Um, you will definitely have a job if you know analytics really well. Um, and you'll probably hear things like data science or, um, uh, that's all kind of in, this, in the realm of um, understanding data and what to do with it. So those are skills, um, functional knowledge, and then there's sort of an industry um, that you are probably thinking about, like you want to be in. So like healthcare, um, airspace defense, um, retail, software, those are all industries that we've talked about. Um, and I'd say on the industry side, that's something that is probably going to change by the time you graduate college. So it's really hard to speculate right now. Um, so I wouldn't, I would say not to focus too much on that. I think um, probably in thinking about industries, it's probably best to just 
keep abreast of current events. Um, I love listening to business podcasts. Um, there's a really good one called um, Robin Hood Snacks, um, which is like 15 minutes. They're very funny guys that just talk about like latest business trends and um, you can get a better sense of what industries are really hot right now. Um, but on the skills side, I think that's where um, having good quantitative skills is really important. Um, so knowing what to do with numbers, um, knowing how to analyze data, um, and pairing that with good, what is called soft skills. So teamwork, leadership, collaboration, all of that will make you a very good um, employee and manager and leader within the business world. Um, so I would think about it in like those two buckets. Good points. Thank you, Ichen and um, Juilliard and Julia and Damati. Um, we have a question, what does a typical day look like for someone who works in business? That's a big one. <laughs> um, yeah, I can start. Um, I feel like it all depends what position you're going into. Um, as Juilliard mentioned, you know, he traveled quite a lot. For me, it was definitely not, I did not travel. Um, I'm a homebody, so I definitely stayed <laughs> within Massachusetts the entire time. Um, when it comes to, um, so I work as an analyst and I work in HR. So I feel like, you know, this is definitely a job where you're sitting at a computer, right? Uh, but that's not, that's not only it, right? So I feel like um, it's important to know that, yes, there's gonna be a lot of sitting at a computer, sitting at your desk, analyzing things. Um, trying to come up with uh, ways of explaining data. I feel like that's another skill that's really uh, sought after currently, where you can not only analyze numbers, but then also you have to explain it to people that, you know, maybe not, they may not be as savvy with numbers and, uh, you know, they need you to basically storytell of what the data means, right? What, what it means, what you came up with and what solutions you can provide them with. Um, so I feel like definitely, um, a lot of work with computers, definitely a lot of meetings. Uh, so that's also important. And I feel like, um, especially, I know in high school, I got some exposure to uh, doing presentations, but then I feel like in college, you get a little bit more and then you realize how important that really is because it's a little bit different when you can present within a circle of friends. And it's different when you have to, you know, present some data to, you know, a, I don't know, a vice president or system vice president and make them believe, you know, your solutions and things that you came up with, right? So I feel like definitely uh, practicing those skills while in high school, while in college is crucial. Um, I would say, um, you know, also, so basically I would say my day, my typical day is basically, you know, I interact, I have a lot of meetings. So a couple of meetings a day, you know, depending on the day. Um, a lot of calls, um, and since I work for a large company, um, you know, I have a lot of calls currently with England. So we have a huge section of business that's located in right outside of London. And so we do have to interact with, um, you know, our colleagues there. So basically, you know, just uh, building relationships with people not only close to you, but then also, um, you know, talking to people from, you know, across the pond, from different cultures, things like that. And I feel like that's really important um, because that's, that makes you realize, you know, different perspectives that people have. Um, so yeah, so definitely I would say, if I had to summarize, um, a lot of work with computer, a lot of work with data, 
a lot of meetings with not only your peers, but then people that are, you know, way above you that have 20 years of experience, 30 years of experience, you know, and basically, um, you know, interacting with them in a right manner with the right etiquette. Um, and then also calls with colleagues that are, you know, sitting across in a different time zone, sitting across in different countries, um, and basically having that cultural understanding of, uh, you know, what it means to work with people, not only in your area, but then also everywhere. So that's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Julia. Anyone add on to that? Or... That was a complete answer. Yes, <laughs> meetings, a lot of meetings. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it would just alternate between like meetings where you sit around a room and talk to people and try to solve a problem. Um, or sometimes they're really ineffective and you don't get anything done. Um, and doing work at your computer, um, either putting together a presentation, as Julia was saying. I mean, it's all about communication at companies. So you're always trying to figure out the best way to communicate something to someone else. Um, so either making a presentation or analyzing data and um, figure out how to get that into a presentation, writing up emails, responding to emails. Um, I think all of that is, is pretty typical um, in a business day. Um, I just want to add quickly about meetings. There's this book that I would really recommend to anyone going into international business or like um, meetings that involve uh, like people from different cultures. It's called the Culture, Back, the Culture Map. It's by Aaron Mayers. And it basically covers like eight different aspects of um, cultures and how they interact in the business world. So I learned a lot about the way that like Japanese people or French people or the United States or someone in Algeria will like look at showing up on time, look at hierarchies, look at all that stuff. And it's helped me a lot in the way that I um, like behave in meetings with different people from different cultures, um, especially since I was in Peace Corps. Um, I think it was really important because I was only interacting with people from a different culture. But even if you're not and you're like staying at home doing virtual meetings, I think it's really important. So definitely bring that recommendation out. Uh, I'll, um, so I think for me, I'll, I'll kind of do more of like a day, like a hour by hour kind of answer. So I think for me, um, everywhere I've worked in the States and our clients, at least 9am tends to be the, like, the, like start date, like the time. So I always wake up at 630 and I have a couple hours before that happens, because I think 9am is when all these meetings tend to start or like it's, it, it's fair game to have a meeting. So, and I, and I think once meetings start, most of them, unless it's like a very focused meeting, they tend to be a lot of talking, a lot of note taking and, and, and a lot of, we'll do this by that time and we'll get back to you at that date and we'll meet up again later. It's, it's a lot of very forward thinking and not really so much in the, in, um, in the moment. So I think in terms of, 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 of meetings, I always like to come in as informed as I can. That way we really make future things like really tangible and really focused on whatever problem it is we're trying to solve. I think in the past when I've been in meetings and not done my prep, I kind of go in and like not know why I was there, like what the purpose of it was and who, the, and who was attending. And then I think that would, that kind of made my work not really focused after. So um, I'm up at 6.30 or 5.30, um, depending on where and who and uh, how important um, it is. That's usually Monday through Friday and then kind of nine to 
about like 5.30 to 6 is kind of, it's not really consistent um, depending on where, where and who and what the purpose of the meeting is. They can go as short as like a 20 minute tag up with your team. You talk about what's going on, what you're working on to like a full day conference. You're, you're on site at a client face to face, your own suits, very serious. And you want to make sure, you know, you put your best professional face forth and then everything in between. It can be like, like a, at a site where your entire company is there, if it's a smaller office, or if you're just having guests come in, you have lunch, talk about stuff. But I think at, at the very heart of it, the standard day, I think, always involves some kind of face-to-face, -face, or I mean, now it's just, you know, Zoom to Zoom, but um, prior to COVID, I think it's, it's a lot of balancing um, how you manage yourself with respect to different audiences. I think a lot of business, um, at least in my experience, deals with uh, perception of you as an employee of your company, what you represent, what your what your intentions are, and what you can contribute to the group and the topic at hand. I think coming in with that self-awareness, really knowing who's come, who's attending a meeting and for what purpose, re really helps to inform um, kind of the immediate value that you bring. Um, and I think that's not something you can really learn in a classroom setting objectively. I think it's something you just learn as you go through your life, which is kind of really corny, but I think when you're in college, you're in courses, you're in high school, you're in courses, you meet, you, you're in a classroom with, with other people. And I think that's the best exposure to just kind of get a sense of other types of thinking, other cultures, other types of personalities and way, the way people think. And it really helps you to inform um, what's out there. Because I think that um, if you're not in a business role where you're more of a product focus, you're in engineering, you're coding, you're behind the screen, not to say that you don't socialize, I think a really big part of business is just building this, um, this, uh, um, a sense of, I can, I like, I believe that you can do what you say you're doing. I think a lot of business is that like you buy a product, you buy a service and the expectation is that whatever it is that you're selling works. And the only way I think to really get that across, if you convince an executive is to say, I can put my full faith behind this person, behind this team. And, um, I think that's a lot more qualitative than it is uh, quantitative. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree hundred uh, percent. I feel like perception is everything when it comes to um, talking to executives or trying to uh, throw your ideas out there and make other people believe that, you know, whatever you're saying to them is actually the right way to do things. Um, I feel like that's hundred, it can make you or break you. Um, you know, if you're not presenting yourself in, in the right way, I feel like in business, um, it can comp whatever ideas you may have, if you can't present them the right way, um, you're probably not going, they're probably not going to listen to you. You're not going to go far. So I hundred percent agree. And I just wanted to add quickly, um, a lot of times when things that, you know, when you're younger, a lot of things that you may view as your weaknesses actually become your strengths later on. For example, as you know, I can, you can hear, I have an accent. Uh, yeah, I'm originally from Poland and I used to be really self-conscious about it. You know, in high school, you don't really want to be, um, well, at least I thought so, you know, at a time uh, I did, I didn't really want to stand out. I wanted to kind of like fit in with the crowd and this was really, I was struggling with that, right? Because I'm different. I speak differently. Uh, but now, you know, six years later, I work for a company that actually has, um, you know, the, actually the part of the business is located in Poland. And guess who becomes the translator sometimes if there's no translators available? It's me. 
So I feel like sometimes, um, even if you're viewing something as your weakness, later on it can definitely become a huge strength. And um, you may feel different now, uh, but then other people will view that as, you know, you're contributing in a different way. Not only you're providing a business expertise, but you can also, you know, kind of think on your feet um, and help the team in ways that you would not even think are possible. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Good point there. Um, a question, how did you know business was right for you? Uh, I'll jump in there. So again, for me, I was basically, I, I spent um, probably like sixth grade to my third, third semester of college. So what's that like uh, 10 years or nine years of my life focused on or no, 12 plus three, 15 years of my life focused on something I didn't really want to do. So, um, and I, I, I always knew that something was off in the sense of like, oh, I have to, you know, do take this course in biology. Great. I have to, I mean, not that I didn't enjoy it. I genuinely found it very interesting, fascinating, but at my core, it wasn't something I'd wake up and want to do and want to learn about. But then when I, when I, again, my last semester in college, I gave it a shot. Okay. Like, okay, I should probably know how money works because I have a lot of debt from, from college. So um, I take a course in accounting um, and it just made so much sense to me. I'm like, well, well, this is just, this is just very much how I think about life in the sense of like, everything has to be accounted for and in terms of like a model how i think about the about the future it's got to be quantitative and you can put numbers behind it and the more i took that course the more i talked to people who were you know going to going who worked in business and in finance i realized wow the fact that i care so much this is like <laughs> this is like very different than than like than my prior track and i didn't know at that point that it was right for me i just knew that it was something i felt very strongly about i felt very differently about and I really confirmed um, business was right for me when I went to work uh, at Cobham after my um, undergrad, because my experience there was so different from working in a lab, from working at a hospital, um, being in that kind of white collar environment with other people. And I think one hallmark for me was that when I worked at Cobham, my, my first company, I, I worked only with people who were twice my age. Um, the, only, the first time I worked with people who were like, um, in their like 30s and 20s maybe was um, when I started being more on the consulting side. I worked with, with, with other consultants, but for a good two and a half years, I only worked with people who had like, you know, full families and like grandkids. And my, my point of bonding would be like talking about how their kids should go to college and kind of that whole conversation. So I'd offer myself up as like a, like a, like a contact to kind of help their kids talk through their application. Um, and I realized too, I think at, 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 at the very core, I knew business was right for me when it's just at, at the heart of it for me, it's just a lot of people, people like face-to-face -face interaction, talking and, uh, just getting to know people from all walks of life. Um, and, and I'm really happy I made the switch. So. Thanks, Julie. Yeah. Uh, if I can add something to that as well, just quick. Um, I liked it because it's really applicable. I feel like no matter who you are, um, you will have to use certain aspects of business. I mean, for example, budgeting, right? We're in the midst of crisis right now. And I feel like, um, you know, in high school, I was just like, oh, whatever. I don't need to do this. I don't need to know this. I'm fine. I know best, right? And my parents were like, no, you don't. You should really try to look, look into it, you know? 
And, and now, you know, I'm in my mid-20s and I, I cannot live without a budget, you know. I need to make sure that, you know, I structure everything the right way. Um, you know, once you start making money, once you start living on your own, um, and your parents are there, but they're there as a support, kind of looking from afar rather than um, actually being there as providers. And um, I feel like you'll realize, you know, those small things like budgeting or even planning, um, you know, keeping things, writing things down, is it's really important. And I feel like parts like that, you know, it's small things, you know, you don't have to be a business expert, but I feel like just small things that if you can kind of start thinking about it early, it will make your life 100% easier later on. So that's just one thing from me. Um, I wish I knew more, you know, I wish I, um, I don't know, was, I, I wish I was more into it when I was younger, you know, instead of realizing halfway through my 20s, okay, my parents were right, you know, maybe I should be looking into this. And I feel like uh, just don't dismiss anybody too quickly because, uh, you know, it may turn out they were right all, all along. So. <laughs> Good point. Ichan Damati. Okay. Um, and question from a student. If there is one thing that you wish you had known in high school about life after high school, what is that? Um, I can go first for this one. I think the main thing I would have wished I'd known is uh, how much I take my um, my work ethic from like external forces. So like I was a really good student in high school because of my parents and because like they were really on top of me and they were like that like they didn't do my homework for me but they like constantly checked in with me and that was a lot easier because my mom was staying at home and stuff like that and then once I went to college I was like whoa I get to do whatever I want I can just read all day and I'll just do it later I know I'm smart I'll just take care of this and then it just like never like ended up working out because college is a lot harder than university so SHS does kind of give you a leg up if you take AP classes and stuff because you already know how to have a work ethic and like how to work hard but just try to try to like think about your weaknesses before you get there and like the checks that you will put for yourself to like catch yourself before you do something bad like I don't know like not reading a textbook for an exam or something you know or like forgetting to like pay for your student loans just random examples but like try to make sure that you are on top of yourself and like keep yourself accountable thank you Domati. does anyone want to add to that I think one thing, and it, I think it's partly because I'm back in school full time, so I'm thinking about this a lot, is that like being back in school, I feel like my life is consumed by school um, and I don't really have a life outside of it. I, I mean, granted, graduate school looks very different than high school and even undergrad. I, I do spend a lot of time in my classes, but I spend a lot of time with classmates in general, which I definitely did in high school as well. Um, but over the summer when I had my summer internship um, in between my two years of school and back, you know, while I was working before graduate school, um, I think you just have a lot more time to explore your interests and what you actually enjoy doing outside of such a structured like academic setting. Um, and I think I, I found that really freeing, like you go to work and you work from whatever hours you work for and then go home and you have time to do other stuff. You don't have to 
do homework, you don't have to do anything that's work related. Um, so all of a sudden you have all this free time to explore what you're really passionate about and, and explore things that you're really interested in. Um, so like while I was working, I, you know, finally got into exercise and like learned how to um, keep my, you know, physical um, physique up and not uh, which was something I never did in, in school. I took dance classes. I um, did a lot more things like music related. So um, I think your know, school kind of feels, and I, I think being back at school and, and definitely observing um, my undergrad classmates, like it feels like school is very like myopic, like that's all you see. Um, and then after you leave school, you're kind of like, wait, what do I do with my time now? Um, so I, I would say it's just like something to look forward to that, um, you know, school is kind of a defined path. And then once you reach the end of it, there's so many more options for you to, to explore and um, you kind of get to define your own path a little bit more. Um, I'll echo to those thoughts. So for me in high school, actually, my kind of my bottom line is if you're in high school, like there's more to life than homework. I was the type that like as soon as the bell rung, I'd go to the commons, not stop until I finished all my homework. Like I couldn't do anything until I finished it. I put I put so much panic in my life. I feel like I was like, oh, I got to have all the, all of this, uh, all these worksheets, all like this problem set for math and AP, A push and all these courses. I I I always like felt so stressed out. Um, and I and I, I kind of got the sense that like if like beyond high school, if this is all that there is to life. Again, my, 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 my world was very like focused on, you know, being a doctor and I heard all the hype of like, you work 24 seven, you have half a day off. And I was like, this is going to be a really tough life, but that's not at all <laughs> how, um, how things turned out. Like just, just, just being in college. I mean, you're in, you're in, in, in high school, it's like a, you know, you're, you're in class from like 731 or I think that's when the bell rings to like two, like 2 PM. And it's fixed and after that you have to do all the homework for like eight classes or seven and then sports and stuff and there's just like you feel like there's not as much time for your life but when you're after high school there's way more um freedom and flexibility to to do whatever you want i think the thing back to kind of tying all the comments together is that rather than there being an external pressure it's really self-defined you can go at your own pace and focus on what you want to an extent and the older you get the more really free reign but more consequence you have in the things that you choose. And I think a hallmark of maturity age is just being able to balance um, all of it in one cohesive life. <laughs> so. Thank you. Um, we're just 30 seconds away from the end of our meeting. And I just wanna say thank you um, to all of you for a very valuable conversation today. And again, thanks to our students for joining in. Um, all of our Zoom meetings are recorded and um, Kath, uh, Mrs. Cohane, Mrs. Biscotti and I will be sending out a communication next week, um, just sharing with people how you can access these uh, meeting recordings and we'll also be filling you in on next steps with this programming. So um, thanks so much. Uh, Kathleen, do you want to say anything? Question really quick. There was one question that came through that somebody had said, and this is for Juilliard, what is aerospace defense? <laughs> aerospace oh. defense. Just sure. So I think the simple answer, um, aerospace, anything that's up in the air, anything that's, that's um, human built, um, be it an airplane, be it a satellite, be it something that goes to space, 
NASA, um, uh, 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 SpaceX, and then defense is anything pertaining to to the military. Be it again, um, airplanes, jets, tanks, um, subs, rockets, missiles, even people. Um, the um, Army, Navy, Air Force. So. Okay, thanks. Good catch. <laughs> thanks, I missed that one. All right, well, I hope everybody has a wonderful uh, day and weekend. Enjoy okay. the sunshine tomorrow. Yeah, thanks Thank so much. You. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.